0: First Corinthians chapter number 12, we'll begin in verse number 12, and, and let me say, uh, let me just full, full, complete, sure enough transparency, uh, I'm preaching today with the hope and desire to motivate you to get connected. I, I really want to see you in a life group. I want to see you in a, a, in a, a place where you can be cared for, encouraged, exhorted, challenged, uh, uh, held accountable with each other and to grow together and become the disciple that God wants you to be. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I don't really, uh, lay out my initial motivation before a sermon by the time the end you get it, but I'm just telling you right up front, I want to see you in a life group. I want to see you get encouraged and, and I'm going to, I'm gonna, I believe with all my heart. I, I, I was really praying and, and I was thinking, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really busy going, going, and, and uh, it, would, it would be easier on me if you just let me warm up one. <clears throat> now, some of y'all that's not familiar with church, what that means is go back uh, several, several years where some of y'all wasn't here and get an outline I used before and throw it in the microwave, amen? But God's not much on, God's not much on microwavable meals. And so he had, he made me sit down and make a dinner for y'all. Amen. And I, I do believe, I do believe God has given me something that's going to help us see the importance of, of not just coming together to worship, but coming together to encourage, coming together to care one for another. Now the atmosphere we're standing in right here is where we worship God, right? We, we say our, our responsibility, our responsibility, what we do here at Temple is love God, love others, and serve. serve both. This is the atmosphere we love God. But it is in our life groups where we love others. And we have an opportunity to care. Warm. Y'all sit down. I'm still talking. Y'all tired. Stand up. Go ahead and sit down. I, I know. I know. Go ahead, guys. Fairview, y'all go ahead and have a seat. I remember growing up as a kid thinking, man, is this preacher ever going to let us sit down? And I know if I'm standing and, and, and tired and ready to sit down, I ain't listening. So I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Amen. Uh, this, the, 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 the life groups, the life groups is where we have an opportunity to care one for another. So if that makes sense, say amen. amen. All right. Verse number 12. If you found your spot. Amen. amen. I hope you said amen out there. Fairview, we're ready to go. All right, here we go. Verse 12. For as the body is one, one, you're going to see that word come up a lot. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. So also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. And have been all made to drink into one spirit. Now, what does that mean? If you're not familiar with this chapter, what he is saying: the moment you got saved, the moment you got saved, and it's really important uh, what he is saying here when he's speaking to Jews there, because for for centuries Jews believed they were the only ones. You know, they and and they were God's chosen people. But Paul is saying, after Christ, in the church, you're not Jew and Gentile anymore. You are, you're one. You were put into the assembly. When you got saved, spiritually speaking, you're not Jew or Gentile anymore. You're not bond or free anymore. In other words, you're not a slave or a free man anymore. You're the body of Christ. You are in the church. For the body is not one member, but many. many. It's only one body, but we got many members to the One one body. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand. I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the ears shall say, because I am not the eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? You know, that goes for them people that say, I don't need to go to church to be a good Christian. You better get in your place, hand. Watch what it says, verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, then where were they hearing? In other words, if, if if everybody was an eye, Who's going to do the hearing? Amen. This is common sense stuff. If the whole were a hearing, then where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. And if they were all one member, then where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are, what's that word? Try to think of this a minute. Try to think of a part of your body that's unnecessary. I like them all. Y'all with me? Imagine if the eye said to the lungs, look, I'm the most important because I see. And the lung says, hold, well, don't say hold my beard. That's not what he's going to say. <laughs> Watch this. I'm sorry. I'm, I've been in the north, people. Come on. I'm mean, in Jersey. Philadelphia. Oh, Lord, help me. Father, forgive us today. What if the lungs just quit working? Amen. I've been aware I'm Willie this week. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We all need each other, right? Amen. Every single part of the body is, what's the word here? Yes. Necessary. Necessary. Now watch. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable upon these, we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked. Now here's the most important part I want you to see. Verse 25 and 26. That there should be no schism in the body. The word schism means division. means separation, problem, issues. No schism in the body. But that the members look at your neighbor and say, that's me and you. That's me and you. That the members should have the same care. care one for another. Let's all read. Let's all read verse 26. Read real loud, fair of you. I want to be able to hear you right here in the Coleman campus. All right. Everybody, Fairview, help me read. Everybody here. Read. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Wow. Now ye, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the privilege and the honor it is to be here in your house. Thank you for people who are hungry to learn and to grow. Lord, speak to us today. I pray that you'll let the the things that you give me, help me to give it to them in the way that you gave me help me to make it where they can understand every single thing that you've showed me. And Lord, I pray in Jesus name that you'll forgive us of all of our sin, forgive us of anything, any thought, anything that would hinder the holy spirit this morning. Lord, don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And Lord don't, Lord don't let me forget anything I should. Have your full reign in this service today. Fill us with your spirit. Speak to us through your spirit and your word. And Lord, we will we will be careful to give you the honor and the glory and the praise for it all. In Jesus name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to start at the top of your notes if you will, and I want you to see, I want you to see Matthew 16:18. Matthew 16:18 says, and I say unto thee, this is Jesus responding to Peter, That thou art, this was when when Jesus asked Peter, whom do men say that I am? Y'all remember that? Whom do men say that I am? And Peter said, we believe thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says to Peter, flesh and blood is not revealed the Son of thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And, now this is what he's saying. It says, uh, and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build, I will build, My church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's the first time in the New Testament you find the word church. That's the first time that you find the word church. Uh, And and here's what I want you to see. The word church here, ecclesia, ecclesia, a calling out. That's the Greek word. That's the translated Greek word. It means a calling out, an assembly, a congregation. Now, most people, when they give you the definition uh, of, of the church, they say a called out assembly. Say that with me. A out assembly. Everybody say it. Everybody, fair you, every here we go. A called, a called out assembly. Now, what does that mean? That means a person called out of something to something. In other words, you say, what are we called out for? Does the Bible not say, come out from among them and be ye separate? Does it not say that? So what is he calling us out from? He's calling us out from the world. He's calling us out from the culture. He's calling us out of sin. He's calling us out of darkness into the the light. So listen, when, when I came to Christ, he challenged me and invited me to be a part of his family. He is calling me out of the world. Calling me out of sin. Calling me out of what I used to be. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become So when you got saved, you were called out. Come out from among them. Come out from this world. Come out from this culture. Come out from this sinful, wicked society. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jesus knew When you come out of that, you needed something else. You needed to replace it with something. When you come out of the devil's community, hello, when you come out of that culture and that influence and that environment, you needed to get connected to a better one. And I'm going to tell you this, guys. Y'all listen real good. If you don't get connected after you've been called out, it ain't going to be long. You're going to be back in what you've been called out from. Now, he didn't. He Listen, Jesus didn't just come die to pay for our sins and then tell everybody, I need y'all to believe in me. And then left it like it. No, no. He knew he needed to establish a community for you to come to after you've been called out. Does this make sense? Look, 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 watch, watch the examples we had in this assembly, this church, this body is very important. And you're going to find out church is more than coming to a building and singing a few songs and hearing a preacher scream and spit at you. Hello. Church is more than that. The body, the assembly, God had more things in mind when he says, I want you to be part of the church than was to show up on a Sunday morning here, preacher. Let me explain what that means. Hebrews 10, verse 24. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Read this next line with me. Not forsaking the as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, yeah. exhorting one another. And so much the more, as you see the day approaching, watch this now. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Now, most people apply this. Most people apply this saying you need to show up to the church, but there's way more to that. It's not just to the church building on Sunday because this, let me prove it. Let me prove it. As the manner of some is, but, help me, help me. Say it again loud. Does that say, come and let the preacher exhort you? What does it say? So who's supposed to be doing the exhorting? Some of y'all ain't done no exhorting, right? You, You can't really do that in here. You can't, because if you do too much exhorting, we're going to say, listen, you need to calm down and pay attention. Yeah. Right? How many of y'all grew up in church? How many of y'all grew up with a parent in church that made you be quiet? And said, hello. I wish I'd have thought about and quoted this verse to my mama when I was talking with my brother, and she would thump us on the back of the head because she would make us sit in front of her. And I'd have been able to say, Mom, I'm just exhorting my brother. That wouldn't have flew either, would it? You know what I think? I don't think Paul had that in mind. I believe, he, I believe he understood that how important the gathering and worshiping together. But there's more to it. There's more to it. Watch this. Watch this. And I believe this. Look what it says. Matthew 18, 19. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there in the midst. I am. Amen. Acts 2, 42. And they, talking about the church... The body of Christ, the new believers, continue steadfastly in the apostle's doctrine. That's right here. That's what we're doing right now. All right. But not only in the apostle's doctrine, but what? Fellowship. 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 That's outside of the building. And in breaking of bread and in prayers. And they continuing. Amen. Hello. Continuing daily with one accord in the temple. Breaking bread from where did eat their meat with gladness and say, in other words, they not only met at the temple, but they met, let me say it again. Some of y'all getting quieter. The more we're getting to where we're wanting to go with this, y'all getting quieter and quieter. It's not just enough to meet at the, you need to meet also, in other words, outside of this environment gather together to encourage to fellowship to care Acts 2020 20. some have said this is God's 2020 vision for the church Paul said how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you but have showed you and have taught you publicly, publicly that's at the temple or a synagogue at a synagogue and from so there's two that's going on right here right now watch this. In these verses, in these verses, and I'll go quick, I'll go quick, but I want, I want you to see, I want you to see Christ in his church, Christ's intention for his church. And when I say his church, I'm not talking about this building. I'm talking about his people, his called out assembly. <sighs> That was a, that was 10 minutes ago, people. Right? A church is a... Called out assembly. Okay? Now, so always remember this. Anytime you see church referred to in the word, or we talking about it, it's not the building, it's the... It's the people. Right? It's the people. So, watch this. Number one. Number one. I want you to see Christ's description for his church. Christ's description for his church. When he's describing... The called-out assembly. He uses the illustration here in this chapter of a human body, right? He, he, he uses the illustration of a human body to help you understand truth and principle. And, and he does that all the time, you know? He, 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 compared, he compared the church to the bride of Christ, to the bride of Christ. He used that to illustrate the relationship between Jesus and, and his people, right? Uh, he uses the illustration of sheep, right? Sheep and a shepherd. Just to describe, to help you understand mentally the relationship between Christ and his church. And so here he's using a human body to illustrate and to teach us something. Does that make sense? Amen. amen. Now watch this. What do we find in these verses? What do we find in these verses? Look what it says in verse number 12. Look what it says in verse number 12. For as the body is one and hath many members. And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. In other words, the body of Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made all to drink into one spirit. Now, verse 14, verse 14, for the body is not one member, but, all right, verse 1 Corinthians 12, 20, verse 20, but now are they many, but yet one. All right. Now, look at verse 15. I'm going to come back and give you the, the plug-in, so just just bear with me. First Corinthians 12, 15. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? It's still part of the body, people. And if the whole body were an eye, then where were the hearing? If the whole were a hearing... Where were the smelling? Now, plug these in. In Christ's description for his church, he describes a, write this down, he describes one what? One One body. One body. Now, when you see the church, we're one. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. When you walk through these doors and you gather with everybody, you're the same. It doesn't matter if you're high on the echelon or low in culture. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you have a PhD. It doesn't matter whether you graduated high school and can read or not. It doesn't matter. We are all. There's no big I's and little U's in here. We're all. We're all one body. We're all one body. This is great. This is encouraging. That means it doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter. I can come in here and not be intimidated. Preacher Doug, think about this. How many times I, you probably didn't do this because you're brave. I'm not. I'll go into a conference and I'll see certain preachers that's in that conference, and man, it'll intimidate me. And I'm gonna think, man, this guy—he's so educated. he's wrote books and all kind of stuff. And I'm fixing. It. And, and listen, he's probably never, never wore camouflage a day in his life. And it'll just intimidate me. But you know what? It don't matter. Right. It don't matter. It don't matter how educated he is. It don't matter how, how we're all the same. Right. He's part of the body. I'm part of the body. We, we are the same baby. Amen. Right. I don't have to be intimidated by nobody. Neither do you. That's right. Doesn't matter what side of the tracks you came under or was born at. It doesn't matter when we're placed into the body of Christ. See, he's dealing with short sure enough real deal slaves here. And he's looking at and pointing at slaves and slave owners and saying, you're the same. How was that for liberating? Amen. So he describes the the church. What is the church? A called out assembly. He's saying to all these, this assembled group of people who believed in Christ, you are the same. You are. But then he says this. Not only one body, but B, there's multiple members. That's right. There's multiple members. Listen, we're one body, but we're a bunch of different folks. Amen. Well, preacher, you're contradicting yourself. Let me finish. Let me finish. We're one body, but there's a bunch of us that make up that. That's right. Y'all with me? That's right. He said, look what he says. Look what he says. For the body is one. But it is not one member, but, but many. But many. Hallelujah. Now, why is this significant? For C. Look at C. We have different abilities. We have, it, we have different abilities. Now, he's using the body, the human body, to describe the body of Christ, to describe the called out assembly. He says, you're one body, folks. Even though, Listen. It doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter your ability. Listen, you are one body. But there's a bunch of you. A bunch of different people make up. Now, here's a significant thing. All of you have different abilities. Thank God. I'm glad, I'm glad every part of my body's not the I. You remember what the lungs said? And keep in mind, that was before my prayer where I said, Don't let me say anything I shouldn't, so that kind of slipped in. I thought about that. I had to hurry up and get to that prayer. Amen. What if the lungs just said, Well, you think you're so important, Mr. I? How about I just quit functioning and your lungs stopped? Mr. I would be in trouble. Or if the lungs said as important as I am, I'm most important. What if the heart said, oh, really? You said, preacher, you're being silly. No, I'm not. Because how many people in, in the body of Christ compare themselves to each other and think one more important than the other? Nobody's more important than the other. We we all need everybody. The whole point Paul is trying to say here, and by the way, he's speaking to a messed up Assembly. I'm not going to go into all that because I don't have time, but the Corinthians had issues, y'all. Yeah. They were jealous of each other. Yeah. They were spiteful to each other. They were, one said, I have this gift. and The other one said, I have this gift. They were using their gifts like toys, spoiled brats, and not tools to build each other up with. That's right. That's right. Everybody can't sing. Let's just say that. Right. Can we just say that? God didn't give everybody the same ability. I cannot sing like Trina or Jalen. I just found that out a while ago even more (laughs) detail. On that one song, on that one song, he said, let us all sing together. So I sang loud and y'all left me hanging. And I could hear me. I said, oh, let me tone that down a little bit. Amen. Everybody can't preach. Everybody can't teach. That's right. Now, they might be people that want to, but let's face it. If they've been up five minutes and it seems like an hour, they can't do it. Hello? God never intended it to be that way. He gave us all different abilities. But he's enforcing the fact, but they're all... Let me, let, me, let me see. Let me see. Look here. Let me see. Verse 20. Verse 22. Excuse me. Verse 22. Look what it says. Nay, much more, those members of the body, which seem to be more feeble, are necessary. Y'all realize every Sunday there's people doing stuff around here you'll never see. But dear God knows they're necessary. There's somebody right now, right now, in the back, changing a diaper that came from the pits of hell. And you think this is the only thing that's important. If that person wasn't back there, you'd be doing it, hello? And there are people back there right now that's on the verge of needing a nerve pill. With screaming youngins going, eh, well not really, because they're called to do it. I would need one. But they're right in their element. We've got people that work down there with the teens. And I mean, they're wide open, having a big time, having the time of their life. And I go down there and I'm, they scare me, y'all. You know what? Whether you see them operating or not, Paul says they are very necessary. necessary. And guess what? Guess what? Everybody in here, everybody in this building, let me give you a news flash. You're necessary. We need you. Your neighbor needs you. The called out assembly needs you. And all God's people say it. Amen. Now listen, that's really the intro. Here, here's, the, here's the message. Watch this now. Watch this. Let me look at my time. We're doing good. We're doing good. Look here. Number two. What was number one? Tell me back number one. His description. Now, does this make sense? Is I, I don't want to move on if everybody's not got this. Is it, He's using the human body to describe the, the called out body of Christ, the, the group, the assembly. Does this make sense? Everybody do that? Yes, it makes sense right here. And, and he's saying, listen, you're one body. You're a bunch of members, a bunch of different parts of the. And you have different. Some smell, some hear, some see, some taste. Is everybody with me on that? Now, watch this. Watch this. Don't you see number two, Christ designed. Watch this. Christ designed for the church, the called out assembly. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. But now hath God, look at that word, Set. set. That means put into place. It means put into place. Y'all never know how hard it is to study in the middle of nowhere when you don't have your laptop in front of you. I'm looking on, I'm looking on my phone trying to get service, trying to look up this word et, uh, set in the 1828 Webster's Dictionary. And then I'm trying to find it. And okay, what's the, what's the translation, the Greek translation? And, and it just means to put into place. God put you in this place. Whether you, whether you believe that or not, if you're here, it is by divine appointment. Because God saw, God saw, man, this is good right here. God saw there were people in that particular assembly that you needed, and there were people that needed you. There are people in this specific assembly, This because there's assemblies all over Coleman, right? But God put you here because there's somebody here that needs you, and there, listen you need somebody are y'all with me so god put you here he set the members every one of how many of them every one of them in the body as it hath let me let me let me give you a news flash if you're mad because you can't sing take it up with him if you're mad because you can't preach or teach and hold people to... T- He's the one divvied this out. He's the one did it. You have what you have because it pleased him. You have what you have because he wanted you to have it. Now what you need to do is quit complaining about what you don't have and tell him thank you for what you do have. Because the more you sit around and complain about what you don't have or you don't get to do, somebody's missing out on what you do have and you do get to do, but you're not doing it because you're worrying about what everybody else is doing. Anyway, that's not in this point, but it's good. Watch this. Watch this. Christ designed you. You. He designed you for, write this down, for connection for connection. This is great. Think about this. Think about this. Everything in the body is connected. Let me say it again. Everything. How many things? Connected. Everything in the body is connected. is connected. Watch this now. The minute the minute it becomes disconnected it begins to and if it stays disconnected it will die. Listen every member of my body goes everywhere I go because it is. My foot cannot tell me one morning I'm going to sit this one out. Right? Right? And you, you're saying, that's silly. Really? Is it silly? Yeah, come on. How many Christians you know is doing the same thing? It's silly. Yeah. How, many, how many people have you seen post on social media? Everybody, fair of you. I know y'all have seen people like this. Like, listen, post on social media. I don't need to go to church. Yeah. That's like a foot saying, y'all handle it today. Yeah. I'm going to stay here. You say, that's impossible. Hello? Let me tell you, watch this. You could cut my finger off, God forbid. But you can cut my finger off and set it over here. And the moment, the moment it becomes disconnected, that finger begins to what? Now the body's going to go on. The body's going to go on. But that, that part, that member that got disconnected is going to, unless it hurries up and gets. Well, I hope you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. How many people, how many Christians who were once connected are dying on the vine? Listen, they're at home now, spiritually dead because they've been. I'm telling you the minute and I've, I've watched people, I've watched people slowly get disconnected in it without fail. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me because I know this ain't popular without fail, without a single exception they all end up in the same place. Spiritually dead. I've never seen, I've never seen, Brother Mickle, you and me have been in this long and I guarantee you could probably say the same thing. I've never seen one single, one single Christian who got disconnected from the body who's, who turned out to be a better Christian. Not one. Don't ever listen to foolish people On social media, posting garbage that says, I don't have to go to church to be a good Christian. Try open your Bible and read it one time. Because a member that's not connected to the body will die. There is no room, there is absolutely no room for individualism in the body of Christ. I have to be connected. God designed you to be connected. God designed you to be connected. God called you out of a hellish society, a wicked culture, and he knew it was going to get worse. That's why he said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as you see the day approaching. That is the day of Christ's return. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. It's going to get hard to be a Christian. It's going to get difficult to stand for God and stand for Christ. And you're going to need somebody that's going to encourage you and help you along the way. God designed you to be connected. Not only that, watch this. His design for his church is called out assembly. It's designed for connection. Watch this. I love this. B, it's designed for completion. Completion. Completion not ladies I know, the, I know the movements that are around today and, and you know women's live and all that but you should not be in competition with your husband husbands you're not in competition with your wife God didn't give you her to compete with you he gave you her to complete you and vice versa Vice versa. She has stuff you ain't. And I ain't talking about biology. People don't even get that anymore. I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand why women are wanting people that's just, I just want a husband that's just like me. Why? I don't want one just like me. If they were just like me, I wouldn't need them. Already got of me. <laughs> I need what I don't. I need her to have what I don't have. Right. I need her to bring to the equation what I'm lacking, right. and she she needs from me what she is lacking. That's all the, the, the that's the whole point of the body of Christ. God didn't give everybody everything. Right. Now watch this. I got to hurry. Do you know why God didn't give one person everything? Because it'd make him a jerk. Yeah. No doubt. It'd, make him, it'd make him arrogant. It would make him selfish. Because if he didn't need nobody, guess what? Humanity and human nature. God gave you stuff I need. God gave me stuff you need. So we would depend on each other. So we wouldn't be selfish jerks. God gave me something you need. God gave you something I need so we could be connected and then we could complete each other. I can't finish this thing by myself, y'all. And Guess what? You can't either. But I bet if me and you team up, we can get the job done. Are y'all with me? I don't know about you, but I need my eyes. Yeah. That's right. I need my nose. Yeah. I need my ears. Yeah. I need my toes to be okay. Yeah. We need to complete each other. Yeah. But you can't do that. Dis. That's right. Don't tell me you don't need me. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Number three, hurry up. We got three minutes. <clears throat> We see Christ's desire. The eye cannot say into the hand, I have no need of thee. The head can't see to the feet, I have no need of you. We're necessary. Here's what Christ did all this for. Here's the reason Christ connected us. And this is what he had in mind. Christ's desire for his church. Look what he says. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty four. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body. That means put it all together. Having given more abundant honor to that which lacked, that there should be no, the word schism means division, division. We all need each other, but that the members should have the same care one for, and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. So let me give you three words, and we'll pray. What, 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 Christ, what Christ wants you to get out of this thing? Everybody look at me. I'm going to give you three words. When he took you out of the world and connected you to a community of believers, an assembly of believers an assembly of other called out people. This is what he wanted you to get out of it. First, care. He wanted you to get care. That the members have the same care one for another. another. Same care. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Some of you, some of you in here, you don't get involved in anything. You're not going to get connected here in a little bit. And you come to this church, and, and, and you want a full-service church without being a full-service Christian. You, you don't want to visit anybody, but you want people to visit you. You don't want to call and check on nobody, but you get bent out of shape if they don't call and visit you. And you come, and you come to this church and you think that $3 you give in the, in the, car, in, in, in the offering uh, hires me to be at your beck and call. That's right. And that is unbiblical. That's, right. that's why 1,500 pastors a year quit. Because they can't live up to the expectations of the spoiled rotten people that they've been trying to minister to. Because they think that all I have to do is come and show up and he has to be at my beck and call. And that's not what God said. He said, you are to care one for another. Hello. My job is to lead and feed. Your job is to care one for another. Now, if you're not going to be willing to put yourself out there and get connected, don't don't be surprised if in a congregation this size, things fall through the cracks. I'm totally blown away by people who get mad at us all the time, who are not connected in a life group, who are not involved in the ministry, so they have a ministry leader over them so they can stay connected that way. And they come on Sunday late and leave during the invitation and something happens and the church don't know it and they get mad at the church. Well, nobody checked on me. Really? I didn't know one of the qualifications of pastoring is psychic. Did you call the office? No. Well, how are we supposed to know? Anyway, I don't have time to vent anymore. Check my social media. I'll put the rest on there. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. Y'all never seen me do that. You'd be amazed at some of the stuff I've seen pastors posts. And I've never posted it because I don't want people to think that I'm trying to get people to feel sorry for me because I'm not. But I'm telling you, that's the mentality of some people. God put you here to get so you could care one for And that don't happen in a church service. That happens in a living room. That happens in a restaurant. That caring one for another happens in a hospital room. Are y'all with me? Then look here. He said, not only I want you to have the same care one for another, but if he says, if one member suffer, we all, now that's, that's the word comfort. Or if you want to use the word consolation, In other words, we're connected. So if one's having a bad time, we're all having a bad time. We're all going to cry with you. But obviously, obviously the whole, the whole 2,500, 3,000 people here can't fit in your living room to cry with you. So you need to be connected to a small group that can fit in your living room. And they're going to represent the rest of us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not only are we to comfort one another, he said, care—the same care, the same comfort—but watch this: celebration, yeah. celebration, and that brings a whole another. That's just another sermon, really. I, I, I don't need to get bent out of shape if somebody gets a new car. That's right. I need to celebrate with you, awesome. yeah. or or, an, or a raise at work, or. Or or whatever, ladies, you don't need to be bent out of shape. If a new lady comes in or a lady comes in with a new dress, you need to shout, amen. Yeah. Hey, my husband will get me one. Yeah. <laughs> We're not in competition. That's right. And by the way, let me give you a, 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 what is it, PSA? Public service announcement. Everybody, public service announcement right here. I done went way over time, but I'm going to give this one. Be careful of the people that don't clap when you win. Be careful of the people that don't get happy with your success. Anyway, I tell you what, when I got a bug in my eye and the rest of my body comes to its rescue and my eye quits hurting, my whole body celebrates. Do I have a witness? I ain't going to get bent out of shape if something good happens to you. Yeah. Wow. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, I wish I wasn't so sensitive. I do. I wish I, I, I've been to funerals and stuff. And people can be so robotic and just, I've, I've watched ministers just kind of go through the motion. I wish I, I, I say that. I, I don't know if I wish that, but I don't i if I don't even know somebody, I'm going to squall with them. Can't help it. And listen, you, we got to be able to do that. But watch here. None of what I said today can happen. Everybody look at me. I don't went over time. I'm going to be in trouble, but here. None, no care, no comfort, no celebration will be possible if you are disconnected. disconnected.